Happy Wednesday. Happy podcasting day. Oh my gosh. Um, as always, I'm super excited to be here. This is Rachel Vo. This is a good girl's guide too. And you should be able to find a uh, link tree in the bio if you are looking for ways to connect with me. If you're trying to digest your stuff for free, then you are where you're supposed to be. Uh, the link tree will also present you to a lot of other places on social media platforms to digest a bunch of information, including the Facebook group um, where we talk about sexual wellness and intimacy building as long as you're 18 years or older in a feminine energy. Uh, but that's private. You got to let me know if you want to invite to that. You can't find that anywhere uh, for the reason that it, you know, just because it is, it is. It's just a great community. Okay. So connect with me there, right? All right. One-to-one um, -one session still rolling. I'm doing one after I record this session and classes are available. There's a lot to come in 2022. As I'd mentioned, I'm going to start plugging a little bit more. A decade of deals as I celebrate my 10 year anniversary being an entrepreneur. Uh, so not only are all the regular stuff still happening that we've been doing, but there's going to be a little bit more of just spoiling you. Thank yous to you. I wouldn't be where I am, of course, without you. I wouldn't have changed course and find found more purpose and drive without you. So make sure that you're on my contact list uh you know i'm literally just gonna be giving stuff away for free um, each month sometimes it's gonna be products sometimes it's just gonna be uh, gift certificates sometimes it's gonna be time with me sometimes it's gonna be just a little something to say thank you so i just want to say thank you <laughs> so tune in for sure i can't wait it's uh something we've already kicked off i just want to use the last of this year to really kind of focus and fine tune and that's what i'm going to do in terms of uh, rolling out the new content calendar for what's coming next year, as well as um, how the shift in focus of the all around, you know, um, life focus where we're looking at everything, your mental, physical well-being space, your wealth space, your relationship space, your spirituality space and your purpose space so that you can work towards those things. Okay, so. You know, one thing I want to share today as we get into this conversation about being seven days late is that I rarely listen back to my stuff anymore. Uh, like my podcasts, I never listen to the podcasts anymore. I never listen to lives or watch the lives back. Um, and I did in the beginning mostly because I was hypercritical of myself. That was 1000%. I can remember this time and I'm always going to tell this story. When I first started doing lives back in the day when like nobody did lives yet, um, there was there was literally like me and I I knew personally, personally knew. So there was like maybe a lot of other people on social media, but I only personally knew maybe three other people who were going live. That's how new it was. I was on my way to take my nieces and nephews to the pool in the summertime. And I put on a full face of makeup to do a live, a, a private live. And I don't even know if it was in my VIP page or if it was just for my clients, but that's how far we've come. The reason I share that with you is because I listened to the podcast last week and I am pleasantly surprised. I felt like last week was such a shit show. I, that's why I titled it what I titled it. I thought that it was literally me just, well, I mean, it always is just me rambling, but I really, I wasn't embarrassed by the podcast. Otherwise I wouldn't have put it up or I might've even deleted it, but I knew it was necessary in the moment to put it up. Like, I didn't know if it was because it was going to snap me out of the funk feeling that I was going through while I was recording it and right afterwards and the days surrounding it. If it was going to bring the podcast to a close because that was like the first three minutes is what I talked about in the podcast was how I'm coming up to the um, episode 100 and I'm coming to the close of 2021. So they're kind of colliding with each other. And I don't know if it was because I just needed to ask the universe for answers Whatever it was, it's fine. And I'm grateful that I listened to it back because I actually felt like it did deliver more content than I anticipated and it was put together better than I anticipated, especially because I didn't have any notes. 
but it was literally just a space for me to work some shit out last week. And it's really important because, um, and I do want to just like, actually just a side note, because I spent a lot of time talking about three people that I really, really admire. And I try to do my best to make sure that it doesn't come off that I'm critiquing them or criticizing. Those are the same thing, but I just want to use that word very specifically because they are very incredible, incredibly successful women. And if they didn't drive themselves at the hundred X that they do, I wouldn't move my butt at 10 uh, X that I do, which wouldn't inspire the people like you who are one Xers uh, to move to two X to three X to five X to get to 10 X. You know, these ladies are motivating me to move to 10 X when, and if I want to, of course. So it wasn't a critique in any way, shape or form. It was literally putting out into the universe, um, the request for the answers that I needed and I got it the very next day I even posted it on my Facebook story that I read this brand uh, this book my your stand is your brand I tried to look for it here online so I could read you this quote about making money and being an entrepreneur and how you can do both of those things and still be spiritual and it was just the exact answer that I needed uh that I was kind of bitching and moaning about which didn't really come off as that it was just like literally seeking for answers in the podcast. So um, I encourage you to read that book, especially if you're somebody who struggles with wealth, if you're somebody who struggles with beliefs around money, if you're somebody who struggles with trying to get into the entrepreneurship side of things and you feel like you're taking advantage of people, you don't like to sell. Oh, it was a great, great chapter. I will even give you the exact chapter to the minute where it started because I'm going to go back and reread it. Okay. So, all right. This, the conversation about the six week abyss still stands. Like that's kind of what I was leaning into last week was that I was nervous that people would think that I sounded like a hot mess express if you listen to the podcast because I was beginning this like I don't know what I'm going to do with myself in the next six weeks kind of feeling okay that still stands by the way all right it still stands because we're still in the midst of it I don't even know what day it is like I often forget uh, but I did gain so much clarity to be able to navigate oh my gosh like just it's not even just like clarity to navigate it's about asking and clarifying and planning and intending all of these things combined okay so last week's what I believed was a hot mess express uh, stemmed from not being able to navigate myself and not being able to navigate comma myself, like navigate me as myself or my, I couldn't navigate me last week. And that was why I was having a hard time. And that's exactly what I talked about was that, you know, I'm grateful that I kind of worked through it as I mentioned twice in last week's podcast, because I tallied it up. Um, cause it's something that I, I do still believe about myself, but the only way I'm going to change a belief is as I start to start, if I start to literally change a belief in the way I say it, I have a tendency to not know that I'm going through shit when I'm going through shit. I usually have it in retrospect. I recognize, oh my gosh, that was hard. Oh my gosh, that was tough. Oh my gosh, um, I was feeling X, Y, and Z because of A, B, and C trigger and so on and so forth, okay? But I was very fortunate to, I, I don't, I mean, I don't I really think that I even, I mean, it kind of worked it out in the moment last week, but I'm still doing it in retrospect, but let's process it. And the reason I want to share it with you is because this goes back to September, this whole situation and experience and the reason I believe it will um work for you today like it's not just Rachel's story you'll see yourself in this is because it has to do with being a woman it has to do with being um identifying as having a menstrual cycle and the power and also obscurities that come behind that this goes back to September and the fact that I'm going to also hot put a hot spotlight on the fact that I have a proclivity to having an addicted personality okay so let's rewind to the end of summer when i happened to see a sign on the gas station that was like free iced coffees on fridays all right so this is story time okay um i dig a hot ice co- 
let me reset my mouth because I dig a iced coffee. All right. Um, generally frappes, um, are my favorite. Um, I don't even know if I've ever had one from Starbucks, but it doesn't matter. This gas station was offering to give them away for free on Fridays through October. Mind you, this was still mid-September. I know specifically the date that I got my very first one, second one, maybe. Anyway, my point is, is that they were advertising free iced coffees through the month of October on every Friday. And I thought to myself, man, a free iced coffee can't be so bad. Like I went in there, I was like, this is literally free. She's like, yeah. I'm like, like all I have to do is just get this coffee and bring it up to you and show you that I got this coffee. And she's like, yeah. I'm like, seriously? She's like, uh-huh. And I'm like, this is awesome. I'll see you next Friday. She's like, word on my peace. So um, I, I downed that iced coffee. It was delicious. So free Fridays, cool. Like I was thinking, awesome. It might be a really great way to kick off my ways to parties or whatever. Okay. So anyways, I like free iced coffee Fridays. Okay. Y'all. It did not take but a matter of maybe 1.5 weeks. It was less than two, maybe more than a week to Rachel going to the gas station every single day. So not even just paying, not getting, not getting one for free on Fridays, but paying six days a week turned into seven days a week because I had then switched gas stations to a place that I preferred their iced coffee and ice, by the way. <laughs> uh, so now I was spending uh, money on an iced coffee every single day, seven days a week when I had gone from spending $0 on zero iced coffees. Um, and the bigger thing about this is the fact that I hadn't had a form of caffeine in a very long time. That was part of the other reason. I'm like, oh, these are free on Fridays. I love them. Plus, I'm always kind of like looking for an alternative to get a little boost in the afternoon um, for energy. I've tried lots of different um, alternative options because I gave up pop three and a half years ago. I don't really enjoy tea unless it's sweet and that kind of defeats the purpose of giving up pop, right? So um, I hadn't found an alternative caffeine source. I don't really like regular coffee and then iced coffee, of course, is very high in calories. So it's, it's all this debate about like, oh my gosh, well, maybe I'll just move my body and, you know, uh, clean my mental health out and eat a little bit cleaner and I'll just get the natural energy that my body can cultivate, which is absolutely true, but I'm just not in a headspace to motivate myself to get my body moving that quick. So back to the iced coffees, right? So, um... I now had this, uh, like, well, I wouldn't say assumption, but it was, like, kind of, like, an open trial. Well, we'll just see if the iced coffees happen to give me some energy. Dude, okay? Like, I didn't really feel energy throughout the day differently because my um, preference was to take these, uh, take these, it sounds like taking a drug, drink these iced coffees around 1 to 3 in the afternoon because it would be when I started to hit the slump. Um, it was generally after I started eating, intermittent fasting period, right? And so it was just, like, a nice treat in the middle of the day as well. All, this, all of these things, it was very intentional when I was drinking these but now I could definitely tell I could definitely tell that it was harder for me to sleep at night it was harder for me to fall asleep at night I was wired at night but it was kind of defeating the purpose right I didn't want that at night I wanted it in the middle of the day so then I even like oh my gosh I'm just like really side squirreled out and then I even like would adjust it like okay so I shouldn't be drinking these after 10 a.m or 12 p 12 p.m because then I will be staying up too late it was just a fucking hot mess express like that's important to the story right okay so I haven't had caffeine in three years. So it's really not doing what it's supposed to for me, which is important because I'm kind of navigating how, whether or not this is something that I'm going to, you know, include back in my life, basically caffeine to say, okay. So that escalated pretty quickly as they do say, okay. Um, now, first I should also interject here that prior to Olivia, I had very, very, very regular periods pretty regular periods. Like I wasn't tracking them, but I knew pretty much when they were coming. And I hadn't been on birth control for five and a half, like five plus years uh, before I was able to conceive with Olivia. I wasn't really trying. She was just a happy surprise. But I will say this, post baby, I had my tubes tied on the table with a C-section. And then I was regular to the day, like to the day I did start tracking consistently with an app, like 
to the day I would get that malka. Like sometimes if it was like, oh, my, my abscess is going to be tomorrow, it would be 11 or 12 o'clock that night that I would start my period. And it was like, damn, you sassy. All right. So it was so, so, so predictable. So predictable. So predictable, in fact, that we started planning vacations around it. We literally, both of our vacations, the last two we took, we adjusted the dates. We didn't take my last vacation on my exact birthday. Uh, our staycation, we even had pushed out. That's important because when it came to my birthday, we had planned to go the week before I would have had my period, okay? Why is that important? Why do you care? Why are you telling us, Rachel? Well, because my last period, I got eight days early. Eight days early, okay? Now, this is not just a conversation about blood. This is a conversation that's going to really stem from taking care of yourself, being connected to yourself, being connected to the universe, higher power, everything that is. So please stick with me, okay? So eight days early. So needless to say, we were both shocked, Thankfully, it was still before vacation. So thank you, universe, for doing me a really big solid um, and not traumatizing me by giving me my period so extensively early, which has never happened before in my life, but then also right over my 36th birthday party <laughs> in Colorado, okay? So I immediately, immediately, I'm like, that is bizarre. Eight days, eight days early. But then it did not take me very long to correlate that the only change in my life was the fact that I had now drank caffeine for almost every day for the last 30 days. Right? Okay, so I don't know what you think. I don't know how much you believe. I don't know like what you're into in terms of like this connection between literally how much your body uh, relies on the food sources around you and moving. Okay, like I knew a lot of this and I it had been drilled into my head by myself the last couple of years at how important this connection was. But without tangible response Rachel sometimes will just take advantage of everything you know what I mean like if you're not giving me tangible proof that that's working right away like it's uh, like let, let's take a smoker for instance right smokers don't necessarily feel or see the long-term effects because it's not something that happens right now and more importantly it often happens worse on the inside than it does on the outside so that's why I'm saying that with this drinking this caffeine tasted really good was free at first right um I literally believe that the caffeine sped up my entire body and system. I hadn't had it for three years and then to have it that consistently every day for 30 days, I totally believe it sped up my system. It's not a far-fetched idea. Caffeine moves your body quicker. It moves you faster. It boosts your energy, right? It moves everything faster. So I, I truly believe that's what it was, was that um, I totally threw my body off. I totally threw in a complete reset eight days early. So, you know, um, I talked to a couple friends. I talked to my husband about it, of course, because he'd already knew, obviously. And it was all kind of like a conjunction of people were, yeah, yeah that seems totally bizarre, but it kind of, no, there was no concern, okay, because we need to move this story forward. <laughs> all right. So, um, now, it probably wouldn't have even been such a big deal because then, again, we were able to take our vacation, right? So it probably wouldn't have been that big of a deal. Like, it might have just been an anomaly, a fluke, something you could, like, tell people like I am right now. Oh my gosh, eight days early. That's insane after having three and a half years of periods that were so normal. But this did make it, this was a big deal for me because about three or four months ago, I started actively not just tracking my period when I knew it was coming I was going steps further into it I was tracking weekly I was starting to track daily in terms of not only where my hormones were but just where my cycle was and my body like all the things on how they were connected and this is important because uh, I, I touched on Kate Northrup last week and I've talked about her before and her mother Christiana Northrup I highly recommend following both of these women they I mean if you're not too woohoo they're great because they are very intellectually sound and very uh, reality based 
based. Um, I would say Christiana, her mom, her mom is a little bit more woohoo-y, but I love her books, Women's Wisdoms, uh, Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdoms, uh, Women's Wisdom. Anyway, any of these. Um, there's also, I meant to look this up, and I'm, I'm obviously in the middle of the podcast now. Lisa Lister is a really great author that writes um, pro books, I guess, pro attitude books about menstrual cycles and periods and things like that. And then Gina something. She wrote a book called Pussy. It's literally just called Pussy. Uh, I highly recommend the book. It's very, very empowering, to say the least. But these are all women. I digested so many books within a couple of weeks period. So it was probably, <laughs> see what I did there? Not, no pun intended. It, it's at, it was at least five or six books all around your cycle, the divine feminine, seasons, uh, history about women and all this kind of stuff. And what's nice about it is these women are like some something of like a modern day sense of authors who are diving into the importance for us to understand how being feminine is important and how tying that in and being in touch with your divine cycle is also important you know indigenous women and women of color have been preaching this and tackling this and talking about this and educating people about this for years uh this was something that they they are always knew like it was something that they were neatly passing on from themselves to their children from themselves to their children and it wasn't just women it was everybody in the culture and the tribe celebrated this and understood this uh, because women were revered as being just as important if not more important than men because we literally house our soul portals okay I've used that phrase before I'm gonna come back to it because I love it but you know I don't know how you may have grown up um, and having any conversation around menstruation in your upbringing but for me it was very short and it was quiet there wasn't a lot of shame involved in it but there was no conversation whatsoever for sure there was definitely no conversation. I've told the story before that my parents literally sat me down in the middle of a restaurant during lunch and were like, do you have any questions? And I was like, about what? I didn't even know what they were talking about. So there was no conversation. So I don't know what it was like at your house, um, but I definitely um, encourage you to sit down and unpack whatever it was or wasn't because at least as a society, that's where I had to default. If my parents weren't going to give me anything or a lot or nothing when it came to understanding anything about myself, then I, like a lot of other people, had to default to society. I had to learn what was given, given to me through movies, books, TV, music, and so on and so forth. And as uh, for us as a Western culture, it was the, the period is just treated around... I don't know, men and money, right? Because, like, I mean, like, they're selling you product. You don't talk about it. It's hush. It's a woman's thing. It's also even something that's often held against us for being emotional and we couldn't hold seats in power because we couldn't be rational. And that's At least that's the impression I was given around periods and women and emotions and so on and so forth, right? You know, there's also... <laughs> most feminine hygiene products at least started off being <laughs> invented by men, pads and tampons today are still one of the most ineffective ways comparatively to the other things on the market and I know that that sounds stupid considering I still use pads pretty heavily it's stupid um I'm looking into getting reusable but I digress okay it's still like a hush hush conversation it's hush hush it's something only involving the people who are cycling at the same time and as I had said before like that's just it's asinine and silly right like we should be involved in each other's worlds and lives and understanding one another uh for woohoo reasons but also just why not? Like, why would you not want to understand what your partner's going through when they're birthing your child? Why would you not want to understand what your partner's going through when they're going through low, low testosterone and they're not feeling like themselves? That's, why not, okay? So all of this is lies. And these books and these women, these authors are really have really opened my eyes to deconstructing the shame that I had around being a woman and the shame I had around be, having a period, it, literally, okay? When I talk about this con, this concept of a soul portal, I can't even remember where I read about, about it in a, I suspect it was probably more of 
you know, a book about personal development on the spiritual side of things. But anytime I have said that terminology, whether it be in a live or especially at a party, women's faces light up. It's because I don't think that they've ever heard whatever term you want to call. It's your vulva for external purposes. It's your vagina for internal purposes. It's cervix and uterus. It's, but it's your soul portal. It's literally this thing that has the ability to turn energy from the other side into a living, breathing form combined with that energy. That is literally magic. It's literally magic and we house that. And when I say that at parties, it just, it warms my heart to see how empowered people feel by that. Whether you choose to use the portal or not <laughs> to actually birth something, you have the ability. And I'm not trying to say that that makes us better than the other sex, but it is very magical. And at a place where women have become, not become, but have been treated second class citizens for as long as I've been alive, it's insane. It's insane that we're not giving more consideration to that. We sync with the moon and we cycle just as Mother Earth does. Whether you literally cycle with the moon or not, you go in cycles. And those women opened my eyes to the understanding. And I talked about this last week. I'm going to reiterate it. Just remember that if you tend to be more masculine, you will probably run on more of a 24-hour cycle. If you tend to be more feminine or even have a menstrual cycle, even if you're menopausal, you will tend to be more of a 24-ish day cycle, somewhere between 24 and 28. Okay, so that's so important. It's so important to be intrigued with this powerful ability. We should be enamored with the idea that we can really tap in and tune to this ability. The reason I bring this up, why is it so important for you and for I and in general? Well, I mean, a lot of women I know have irregular periods um, or painful periods or both or worse when it comes to menstruation and dare I extend that into fertility. I'll, you know, like I mentioned, I, I was birth control free for five years before we got pregnant with Olivia. So I would suspect that there would have been quote unquote fertility issues there. Uh, you would have to assume, right? If you're having unprotected sex for five years and you don't get pregnant, you probably quote unquote had some fertility issues, but it wasn't in the forefront of my brain because I wasn't actively trying to get pregnant. It was just, if we did, we did. Cool. We were super excited about that. So much to our surprise, five and a half year, years later, after making no change whatsoever to our lives, as far as we knew, I got pregnant. So I will, from my personal experience, I will extend that into fertility. I would never disregard or say that science doesn't make a difference there or um, any type of condition that may make it difficult to um, conceive babies, whichever, whatever, you know, going into that realm. I just think the energy that we lack around the understanding of our ability, our power, our sensational connection to Mother Earth and the, the moon and the cycles, it's a disconnect. It's a disconnect because look at what I just told you. After not having caffeine in my body for three years, not only, I mean, the only effect I should say, right? Like I said, I couldn't sleep as well at night. I wasn't falling asleep. But the only tangible quote unquote effect that my body produced from introducing that much caffeine to my body that quickly for 30 days was my period coming eight days early. Other than that, I wouldn't have even been able to tell any quote unquote effects of the caffeine, which are not quote unquote good effects as we are seeing here, right? So my period was eight days early, weird, odd, but affected that, that quickly by the fuel that I was putting into my body, okay? And most women, so a lot of women I know, like I said, have irregular periods or painful or both, but most women I know don't enjoy getting their period. Nobody I have ever had a conversation with said, I love getting my period. I look forward to getting my period. And every one of those authors I mentioned before, they say that. 
they say, oh my gosh, I secretly love getting my period now. And it was like, what? No. Like, I need to read further. Even if I don't even think this is something that I could fathomly wrap my brain around myself feeling about my period, I need to know how you could feel that way about your period. How on God's green earth could you feel that way about your period? One of my favorite quote unquote jokes and one of the most things I remember about a period was, uh, I think it was a meme or something at that time when I was like, 15 16 17 when I say somebody said I don't trust something that bleeds for seven days and doesn't die and I thought that was funny I was like yeah but I didn't take it insultively I took it as like again an empowerment it was like yeah if that's something that my body does if that's something that I have the ability to do you better be fearful of me not just the thing coming out my body because I'm the one that's producing it so I always thought that was very clever and very funny and now here we stand today and it's much more than that, that joke, at least in, in my opinion, right? Um, this isn't something to convince you otherwise or condone those who have or will change your bodies because of suggestion to consider like um, having an ablation or having a partial or full hysterectomy. Uh, but what I was talking about previously is, you know, like that my period changed drastically after I had my tubes tied. I would later learn that that was actually a very common thing amongst women who had their tubes tied. That was not something I was ever disclosed by my OBGYN or my, even my obstetrician. Well, that's obstetrician, same thing. The person who delivered Olivia. Nobody told me, nobody had these conversations with me about different types of procedures to have my tubes tied. What were the potential effects could be What the potential um, effects of um, a pregnancy even after none of these conversations were had. So I had to find out via Facebook and other women who were telling me that their periods were the worst they ever were after they had their tubes tied. I don't know what the correlation to that is, but ever since I've had very heavy periods. CBD, I noticed, is the, the biggest contributing factor to um, minimizing cramping for me during my menstrual cycle, but I stopped taking CBD a while ago. And I really do believe, I believe in my heart of hearts that mine's the biggest thing mine is right now is definitely about diet. My diet is better. My intermittent fasting is still pretty on par. I'm just not eating as clean as I would like to. So I'm trying to gauge and trying to commit myself to eating cleaner, taking a little bit more dairy out of my diet. Because I think that's what's going to change my cramping. Do you know that cramping is not normal? Did you know that? Do you know that even though cramping is common, it does not mean it's normal. Your body is meant as a divine feminine being your body is meant to expel blood from your body every month that you're not pregnant you know that well, like, well of course once we come to menarche which is the first period that you ever have i love that phrase have you ever heard that menarche adjust your crowns bitches so your body naturally is supposed to do this so it actually isn't meant to or needs to contract to push the blood out of your body naturally because it's supposed to when we change things, just like I talked about, the caffeine affected my body so drastically that I had my period eight days early. My cramping wasn't different. My bleeding wasn't different. It was all relatively the same. But cramping is an indicator that something is quote unquote not right with your body and your body needs to cramp to push the blood out. That is so fucking powerful. I've dropped some colorful language on this podcast, but I'm telling you, I think that this is such a secret weapon that we should be teaching young women or people who cycle or people who are extra feminine. They need to know this because when you are taught to shy away from your femininity, when you were taught that it's disgraceful to bleed into a rag, when you're taught that you are weak, weaker than because you might need a day or two to collectively retreat and recharge, no wonder you you loathe your period. No wonder you think it's the devil. No wonder you wish it never happened. No wonder you want to get ablations or get your tubes tied or whatever. Because we're not educated on the beauty behind that. So this is not 
a judgment. There's so many people I love all my heart with all my heart that are in the medical field. And I gently remind them that being in the medical field kind of works against them because I was having this conversation with Tony last night and I was so grateful because I just kind of needed a voice that somebody else could see and hear what I was understanding or saying, I guess. Um, cause I always say that I, I have, a, I believe that, um, Western medicine has a place. It's definitely more emergency medicine than for everyday practice. Um, medication's not for that. Okay. Okay. Ugh, before I stick my foot into my mouth too far, here's what I want to say. This is what I need to say. My ladies who are nurses, who are in the medical industry in general, they love the medical advances that technology has brought upon us so that we can really be efficient with our bodies. And I don't disagree where we are. I mean, I'm not in the medical field, so I can't even speak to it, but I know between robots and, um, technology, whatever. Okay. All of those things, the advancements are not only safer, they're more efficient. Um, we can do things we've never done before. So there is no denying that. However, when people are in the medical field and I can, co and I'm going to say quote this, but I can, I'm not going to make, I'm not going to state that it's fact, but I am going to tell you that from my experience, because of the consistent conversations I have had with clients who are in the medical field, these people forget that their bodies are so powerful. These Their bodies will do this thing most likely without any intervention. They forget because they want to take the efficient route. They want to take the technology route. Why wouldn't you? Because you, we want to do streamline everything. But the body sometimes doesn't need that. Sometimes it just needs to be. Sometimes it needs to just heal by itself. It is so much more magical than we give it so much power for. To for. So... I'm not asking you to, especially if, of course, in your safety, but I am asking you to consider, consider some things that may not be all the way true that you think about yourself, your body, the potential of your body, um, or just give some more space to the potential of your body uh, as we're conversating about this today, okay? So why am I having this conversation with you? Why am I talking about my period? Why am I like ragging on myself for last week and then trying to say the last week wasn't that bad in podcast and... You know, having this conversation about drinking caffeine and blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, this time around. So my period that was eight days early, that was my November period. Okay. Y'all, my December period was seven days early. No, late. I said that. I said that wrong. I just totally ruined all this. This month for nothing. Last month was eight days early. This week, this month was seven days late. Duh, Rachel, that's what you tell the podcast. ADHD, refocus, here we go. All right, so yeah, so my December period was seven days early. Now, as somebody who's had their tubes tied for three years, being seven days late when you have had a period on the clock for three years, I mean, I didn't freak out. I don't know if you would freak out. I didn't really freak out because I was like, meh, because I had such a wacky period last month, I'm just going to kind of chalk it up to that. But I did give my nurse sister, here we go, a call and just said, hey, what would you do just as a heads up? Because tomorrow I'm seven days late. Would you get a test or not? I'm thinking no, but I just wanted to ask you. And she was like, meh. After I told her the entire story, she's like, I wouldn't either, especially because your tubes are tight. You have probably had enough scar tissue that even if your clamps moved, that it's probably not that. And I was like, cool. Uh, so lo and behold, the very next day, I did get my period. La, no babies for us still. Um, science works. But... The relevance in this is that I believe two things. I'm going to lead with the woohoo and I'm going to go with the logical. Okay. So I believe, number one, my body reset itself. Because the minute I contributed that that might have been the caffeine that sped my period up eight days early last month, I went cold turkey and cut that caffeine out. Now, I'm not saying I went cold turkey on iced coffees because that's a lie. I just went decaf coffee. 
And then was, like, laughing at myself subconsciously because I'm like, the whole reason you started drinking these was for the caffeine. But it really became about the flavor that I loved, which is probably about the sugar addiction that I have um, as an underlying issue. <laughs> and I like to chew the ice because it's like that little nuggy ice. My sister's like, you know you used buy that at Sonic. I was like, I did not. Thank you so much. But, again, so I just wanted to be very clear about that. I didn't give up the iced coffee. I gave up co I gave up caffeine overnight. I've only had maybe one or two, but it was accidental. I had one coffee because they were out of decaf one day, and I had a sweet tea the other day because I kind of forgot that that had caffeine in it. And I don't even know if it does, but I'm pretty sure that it does. Anyways, I, again, digress. Squirrel brain. So I gave up caffeine overnight. So I cleansed my body. I detoxed it from caffeine almost immediately. It went back to as much normalcy as my body knew. So then <laughs> seven days late, it's still kind of bizarre. But now that it's seven days late from last period, it's theoretically back on track from where it was all those times before, if that makes sense. I hope it does, right? Because seven days late would have been my original start date in November if I would have started on time, which would have been here where we are today. So I truly believe that because um, I did the best that I could with resetting my body and going back to giving it as much normalcy as possible, that it just did. It just, I'm, I'm as, probably as much back on cycles as I can be. And I'm not going to know that for sure until the next couple cycles, but I'm going to track just like I have been. So why again? Why is this important? Why do you care that I was seven days a week? Well, here, this is why. Because I got an extra week of fucking craziness last week, right? If I'm somebody who started to track my cycles much more in-depthly, it's important because uh, I'm... I don't go look at the books. Do less is a fantastic book about the the four cycles that divine feminine women tend to go through. Divine feminine, I should just say. I'm sorry, because as mentioned, men tend to go for that 24 hour cycle, which means they literally feel all the feelings in 24 hours and then they reset themselves. It's no wonder that they work really good in a nine to five setting, a fast paced workplace, because they reset every day. Women, feminine beings, they're not the same. They go on weekly cycles. And um, even though we all have summers, winters, autumns, and um, springs, they feel theirs in 24 hours if they're more masculine. And the more feminine you are, the longer your cycle is drawn out. Okay? Why is that important? Well, because if we have these cycles that are happening, um, I'm going to give you a, like the list loosely. I encourage you to go figure out yours because not everybody's the same. And what I mean by that is that every summer, um, you might not be a summer when I'm a summer. And I might not be a winter when you're winter. So when you are in these cycles, this is basically what they are, okay? So when you are premenstrual, okay? Well, let's just go from the week you bleed because that's actually when you start your period and start your cycle. The week you bleed, you're in winter, okay? That's how they describe it. Because for most divine feminine beings, when you're in winter, you're going to be reflective. You're going to be more withdrawn from the rest of the world. You're going to be more introspective, which makes perfect sense, okay? This is important. I'm going to go ahead and just tell you this as I go because... When I figured out that my period was starting and it had reset itself, I gave into it because that's part of what you're supposed to do as you kind of learn about your cycle is that you don't continue to push through on the days that you're not supposed to push through. So that's why it's so important to get in touch with your um, menstrual cycle because you will literally feel the appropriate feelings as you're supposed to. So let me let me get into the seasons more and this will make more sense. So again, winter is when you're supposed to retract. If you look at Mother Earth, just as we are getting into winter now, a lot of things, again, like I mentioned last week, they're not going to be growing. In a true winter, you might have some root vegetables that are really great, but you don't have an abundance of lettuce and greens and all these kinds of things, right? You don't have your flowers blooming. The trees are naked as well. So everything is in retrospect. Everything. Everything is being very reflective. Everything is being very calm and slow and 
and and I'm gonna add, I'm gonna take this one step further by the way because I went to yoga this morning I had to talk myself into it because I just took the last two days off because of my period I didn't really want to go because I was low energy I really wanted to go because I was low energy okay if that makes sense now what I, I'm so grateful for is that I went to the class today and I just felt like oh my gosh I can't believe I skipped Monday because now I just can barely I can barely do these moves and it just feels like I feel like a piece of crap they're gonna ask me to leave because I'm terrible at yoga today uh, and then we were doing a pose and there was a girl a couple of spaces over to me and she's just a little bit younger than me for sure. She's definitely in better shape than I am. And she couldn't do a pose. Like she said, like she went back to like a resting pose and just said, oh, I'm so shaky today. And I just felt so relieved because I was barely holding it together too. But our yoga instructor was like, that's okay. She was like, I feel like everybody is that way at the beginning of winter. Um, she's, I think she's from Belarus. So I don't know if that's Russian or not. She's from Minsk, but minx anyways i the reason i bring that up is because she has a way of saying things that are just so truthful and to the point because her first language is not english so she doesn't always translate um it's always beautiful is where i'm getting this going with this because she was explaining that winter is hard for everybody because the body evolutionarily speaking is doing what we were just talking about it's reverting it's trying to take less energy just like bears hibernate we do the same thing so we want to move slower we need to stay warmer we need to preserve our energy because we not we might not know where our next meal's coming from so in winter time it's harder to get going it's harder to stay going even if you are a very strong individual you will feel weak so that I loved that she was able to validate that for us today because she was like the beginning of the winter is the hardest because you got to keep showing up you got to keep going and then middle of winter and end of winter won't be nearly as difficult and I just loved that that was so perfect so that's what winter's all about is like time for you to rest and reflect men do that in their 24 hour cycle do they not they probably mostly all do it in the evening and at night I would suspect as they're kind of winding down but when do you do this as a feminine being right mine is the week of my period it, it is the day before to day two that I am energetically ugh, all right and the reason I'm sharing that with you is because that's what I've been trying to commit to and when I started tracking my cycles I gave myself half a day or a day where especially because my periods are so heavy like I didn't really have a choice like my body was like yo I'm about to deplete you of a bunch of iron so whether you like it or not you ain't gonna have any energy to do anything so this was a very interesting time for me to really jump into just like full force okay, I got this. I'm going to really pay attention to my body. And so on day one, well, day one would have theoretically been Sunday. So I was very light, didn't do a whole lot. I was kind of waiting for the big bleed, which was day two. That was Monday. Monday for me, I literally kind of made an announcement, a declaration to the universe. I'm going to take it easy. I'm not going to yoga. I don't really feel energetically up to it. Um, I was nodding off on the couch by mid-afternoon. Um, all I did was take a shower and wash my hair separately. I didn't even do them together because that's how tired I was. And when Tony came home, it was just like I needed his permission. No, okay, let me rephrase that. I needed to say out loud so he heard me, so he would validate that I wouldn't feel bad about not wanting to work. I did not feel energetically in a place to be able to deliver the right kind of content or right message to people because I couldn't keep my head focused. My body was so energetically taking over the expelling this blood that I didn't need because I didn't implant a baby into my uterus that it was it. I could not get my brain under control enough to even want to focus. And the reason it's important is because I have pushed through and I've worked every other period every other day of my life except for these last three that I've been really focusing on, right? You probably have too. 
There's probably days that you wanted to lay in your bed all day in sweatpants and just binge Netflix or even just sleep or what I do, which is alternate a hot bath very frequently because of my menstrual cramps, right? So I don't know what you want to do or if you've ever done it, but the minute that you give into it, it's just like euphoric bliss, okay? Like if I was able to, which I did, okay? I passed it on the couch on Monday at 7 p.m. I'm telling you this in, intentionally, Previously, I would have felt so guilty. I would have felt so guilty for considering that I needed to take a nap because my body was bleeding. I would have forced myself to go to work. I would have delivered work under bad intentions. So it would have been subpar work. I might not even got any work done. I might have just like dragged my feet around in the office and then maybe felt like I got four hours of work done when I really only got 45 minutes of work done. So when I put all that bullshit aside and I was just like gave in to my body, I was asleep on the couch with my legs over the armrest at seven o'clock. <laughs> And I slept like Tony took me to bed and I slept until the next morning, seven o'clock. And I wasn't even fully back to it Tuesday. So I still took it easy yesterday. But my point is, is that to be able to rest without guilt, to be able to let my body do what it's supposed to. And my period was done. My period used to be five to six days and it's like done. So I truly believe that giving into it, the euphoric bliss is the um, thank you my body's giving me to just hearing it. It's like, hey, thanks. Like, I know you're going to just have to check out there in your um, energetic self, like my mental space, because I am, right? I'm sleeping. So I'm, I don't know where I'm at, what I'm doing. But my point is, like, my body's like, thanks so much for letting me do what I need to. So I'm going to not only get through this period faster, but I'm going to heal you energetically quicker because you didn't try to prolong this period by doing things you weren't supposed to. And by giving my, my, your, me, the body speaking, the chance to do what it was supposed to. So I'm just going to get it done and over with quickly. Okay. I know that kind of sounds stupid, maybe crazy, maybe woohooey, but that's how it felt. And it's so different from all the other periods that I had where I was in disdain and dis, not disgust, but I was just like, God, you're such an inconvenience. Why do I even have you? Why can't we just shut these things off and we're not making babies or whatever? And I have such an appreciation for the tool that's not being used this month, of course, but the reminder that I have of the power and the ability and the soul portal and the connection and the seasons and so on and so forth. So I got a little into the, the, the actual thing that I did the other day being in my winter I did I that's what my that was my whole point of that ramble is I was in my winter it was reflective it was calming it was relaxing it was easy I spent time with Olivia but I didn't overdo it so that's winter okay and so right after you are done with your bleed you're going to go into pre-ovulation period or kind of ish okay so you're gonna go back into spring which is what happens after winter anyway right so spring is a really great time for kind of, you want to think kind of like nesting, but not really. It's more like incubation is a better word, right? So you might have tons of really great, great ideas, but this is not even the time to execute them. Your spring period is kind of a time to recollect um, from losing the energy in your winter time and to start to kind of plant the seeds of motivation, plant the seeds of intention, plant the seeds of inspiration. That's what spring's all about. And so remember, by the way, if you're divinely feminine, you're probably working these on a weekly cycle. Most of us, right? Weekly cycle. So after spring comes summer, and summer is Rachel's jam, y'all. Summer is when you are, when you take all of those ideas that you just incubated in spring and you let them happen. It's not different than all of these babies being born and then everything comes in full bloom. That is exactly what it's like when Mother Earth goes through summer, right? Everything's vibrant. Everything's joyful. Everything's sunny. That is what people feel about summer. And that is what you are when you're in your summer week is that you are on fire. You are pre-menstrual, by the way, theoretically, okay? You're probably feeling like a hot 
tamale. You might be super sexual. You might just be super confident, but you are in your flow. Almost nothing can knock you down. This is the time to make deals. This is the time to finalize things. This is the time to uh, jump off cliffs because you are invincible. You are invincible and everybody is attracted to you, by the way, because this is when your height of your hormones are where they're supposed to be. Um, so evolutionarily speaking, naturally, you're just as beautiful as you feel. Okay. And then when you move in from summer, you go into autumn or winter, or I'm sorry, autumn or fall, uh, which just like regular autumn and fall, things are not dying off. It's a terrible way to look at them, but things are getting ready to prepare for incubation of the winter period. So you still have some energy, but you're going to be winding down. You do not prolong your summer. Okay. Hear me again for you overachievers. Hear me again for you extroverts. Hear me again for you entrepreneurs. Hear me again for you recovering 2018 Rachels. Because this was me. This is still me. Is this overproduction. This over over uh, everything basically where you feel like you have to do. You have to do. You have to do. You have to do. You have to complete. You have to create. You have to provide. You have to make money. Whatever it is that you feel like you have to do. That's what happens sometimes to us. Because we're so successful in summer, we want to prolong that feeling. We want to prolong that success. So we keep moving it in. And sometimes it works, but then it doesn't. And when it doesn't, that is that is absolutely going to be the feeling of burnout. Okay. So when you're fluctuating in these weeks, that's why it's so important to be tracking because then you know where you're at. Am I in spring? Am I in summer? Oh my gosh, I feel like a basket case. Of course I do because I'm in spring or I'm in autumn. No wonder. Oh my gosh, I'm super sexual this week because I am ovulating. I know that. Okay. So when you're tracking, it's just so great because it will lead to more predictability than you ever had in your life, which leads to better results, which leads to more success in any way that you shape that. Okay. So track your weeks and figure your weeks out. Right. And the reason this was so difficult for me is because I had a whole extra week before I got my period. And I don't even know in retrospect that that means that I ended up with an extra week of like bad feeling emotions. And that was why I felt like such a basket case. I don't know if it was a week where I spent um, in every one of those seasons. I don't know how it works when you have an extra week. So, you know, when your period is off, then you feel off because you can't even properly track how you're supposed to feel. And, you know, when you're tracking daily, it's not a, it's not a guarantee that you'll know exactly how you're going to be tomorrow. But I guarantee you that I've learned even from tracking my periods three or four months that approximately five to seven days before my period shows up, I am literally a basket case. I don't believe in myself. I have forgotten all the tools that I've ever had in personal development. I am a complete like nutcase that people have to reassure me that I'm loved, that I'm capable. Five to seven days, five to seven days, like clockwork. I am out of my mind. Those are not good days for me to work because I don't believe in myself. So how can I believe? Well, something I don't believe in you, but I'm not promoting a good message. So if I can step away from creating when the, when I'm not trying to force myself and then I can, again, regenerate and really regroup the same way I am to this podcast where I'm feeling really great about it. Last week, I just word vomited. That was a great thing for me because I got to really take some things off my chest. But this week, I'm so intentional about my content. That I have three pages worth of notes. I'm so intentional about my content that I am three pages worth of notes, right? So I am moving back into my spring season here pretty soon. I'm wrapping up my winter. I'm coming into spring where I'm incubating my thoughts, which is perfect for the six-week abyss, is it not? Because as we roll right into Christmas, I have so much time that I can reflect and plan ideas so I can execute in my summer week, okay? So 
when you start to align your body with the universal energy, then you're really a powerhouse. You're a powerhouse because it's a powerhouse of predictability, okay? It's not foolproof, but you do get better at it as you go year after year after year after year after year. And this is important because even when you stop actually bleeding from your uterus, you will still menstruate theoretically. You still go through the hormonal cycles and changes. And even when you're menopausal, you will still be able to go through these cycles. Men don't stop, you don't stop. So make sure that you're paying attention to that. So how does this pertain to you? You that is listening today, all right? Well, hopefully you found yourself in some of the conversational seeds that I had talked about all throughout this hour, um, well, 45 minutes, but you know what I mean, okay? Um, I believe this pertains to you is because I'm someone who is actively choosing to work my shit out and look how crazy I was last week. I am somebody who participates in personal development almost every single day and I felt like a lost puppy last week. I'm somebody who is actively trying to find out what's best for myself in terms of creating the most unique personal development plan or however you want to look at it. I do that and I do this for a living, right? So where are you? And it's not to add, it's not to like put a spotlight on you and say shame on you because you're not working hard enough, but it's, it's to ask you gently, right? If like, if this is my passion or my purpose, so I surround myself with these thoughts and this conversation and these struggles and this, um, I guess that you just said like kind of like activities. If I do these kinds of things every day, where are you, right? Because like when I was talking about those ladies earlier who inspired me, who run at 100x, they have to be 100xers to inspire me. Am I inspired by other 10xers like running at 10x speed? No, because I run at 10x speed, right? I have to watch people who are at 100x speed or 1000x speed to motivate me to the next level. You potentially are a 1xer and it's not to hurt your feelings. You're a 1xer because you listen to me. Well, you might be a 10xer if you listen to me because, you know, I listen to a lot of lateral people too because they continue to inspire me as well. But my point is more so that if you're a one Xer, what are you doing? Are you tracking anything in your life? Are you tracking any predictability, moving your body, mental health and awareness space, um, finding your connection to a higher power, cleaning out the relationships you had prior, any of those things that would be very, very useful tools so that you could literally live your best life. So if I'm somebody who actively chooses to do this, let's say intentionally five days a week, but subconsciously seven days a week, because it's, it don't, it don't quit when I clock out, right? I'm always actively trying to influence myself with personal development, right? Where are you? How are you? What, what is going on with you in your life? I just want the best for you. One of my favorite things I said in last week's podcast is that I try my best to make sure that my social media is not a look at me. It's a blueprint for how I've navigated through some crappy stuff and I don't even like to say reinvented myself because I'm still the same person but how how I aligned with my own values and let them become my priority so that I knew how to act in the world and who I wanted to be and show up and how I wanted to feel most importantly and how I wanted to navigate through those emotions you know so um I scrolled myself out of where I was going for that oh the fake bookery thing yeah so I I definitely make sure that that's the focus of, of my social media platforms. It's not look at me. I try my very best. It's not look at me. It's look at what I've done because you can too. And the thing that I do, I love. I think it's one of the most difficult things in a sense because I'm openly promoting and telling you because it's the truth that just what worked for me is not necessarily going to work for you. So yoga might not be your thing. Meditation might not be your thing. Eating cleaner, vegan, vegetarian style might not be your thing. Intermittent fasting, having babies, being a work from home mom, working for yourself, 
believing in the universe, not being um, a male entity, you know, those are Rachel's things. So that might not be for you. They, they're probably close to you because otherwise we wouldn't, we wouldn't connect. Otherwise you and I wouldn't, you wouldn't be one of the, one of the people who this is the only podcast you listen to. Um, it was 23% was a statistic that 23% of my listeners, this is the only podcast they listen to, this the most that they listen to. How do I even word that? I don't even know how to say that right. Out of all the things they listen to, they listen to my podcast the most is how Spotify said that. So my point is, is that we obviously align with something or I say some things that seem to align with you or I uncover some things that you already knew were truthful and you're just remembering them as well. We align some way, shape or form. But my exact path is not going to be your own. Nobody's ever will be. But I don't think we talk about that often enough. I'm not your guy. Oh, I'm sorry. I am your guide. I'm not your, I'm just not your, I'm not the hero of your story. You're the hero of your story. I'm just the person who may be a few steps ahead to say, come my way on your own path, of course, but it's worth it. And I promise, and it might not feel like it today, but it is. So somebody commented on my TikTok the other day and they said, this is really, this is a really great TikTok. Do you have any advice? And because the conversation was basically, especially if you're an entrepreneur, uh, how do you really decipher when you're working through stuff out of creativity and not out of distraction so that you can work through your shit? And that was kind of what I said to them was like short answers that you need to process and feel long answers that you need to have a lot of time to check in with yourself. You need to have a lot of clarity. You need to have a lot of purpose. You have to have a lot of breaks and self care and you have to have a lot of fluidity in understanding that this stuff is not permanent. And I have to do that to myself sometimes. But your journey will be yours and it's different. And I'm so grateful that you're here. And I'm so grateful that you, for some reason, do connect with me and you give me the space to do what I'm doing so that um, we can work it out together. But recognize that your journey is already started. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. But your journey starts with you building the blueprint. And knowing that there's so many modalities out there that you'll never get bored. Knowing that there's so many modalities out there that there's something for you. Knowing that there's so many modalities out there that you can't get it wrong. Uh, and it's all just fun along the way. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up for today. I just want to tell you that if you listened last week, you are my superstar. And I give you A++. Uh, because I did not promote it very well by just saying there was like a ton of shit. It was better than I expected it to be, but I was definitely so much in my headspace that my monkey mind was like, you're a piece of crap. Like, I don't even know why you bother putting out a podcast anymore. Nobody's listening to it and it is just crap. So thanks so much monkey mind because I delivered a message that I myself needed to hear through my own podcast, which sounds egotistical, but whatever, you know, I do what I do because I do what I do. So you guys are fantastic. Uh, I did get a screenshot. Somebody sent me a message the other day and I so appreciate it. So if you did get some value from it, make sure that you're letting me know or just sending this to somebody that you feel like might get some value from it as well, especially because it is free 99 and that's the best kind of information you can get, I believe. So it is the time to stay happy, stay healthy, and wash your hands, of course, and make sure that you're doing all the extra things that you may need to do, whether that's finding a therapist or a life coach, getting to a gym, eating a little cleaner, eating a little bit more intentionally, breathing a little deeper, sleeping a little bit more at night, meditating twice a day as Rachel's doing, finding an altar and special crystals and rocks, doing some grounding, doing some intention work, making a dream board. I don't know. I could go on forever, of course, with the things, but I will just leave it at that. And I am so grateful that you were here and I look forward to next week. I'm not really sure what we'll be talking about. Again, as we wrap up 2021, I'm so excited uh, to really put some very, very intentional, heavy focus into ourselves uh, where we're going next year and all that jazz, I suspect. So thanks so much for being here. I appreciate you. I hope you have a fantastic night. Bye-bye.